Ohana means family. Family and make it a podcast means nobody gets left behind. And now, from the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor, it's the Mickey Hello, Podcast. humans, and welcome to another Here's episode of the Mickey Dude Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Koch. And how awesome is this, ladies and gentlemen? We are joined tonight by my co-host and my good friend, Patrick Gennetti. Let's all remember, ladies and gentlemen, it really started with a boot. Yes, yes, it did. And in addition <laughs> to that... We have two of our best Mickey Dude rotating commentators. We have here um, we are. We have another. Uh, what, what is it? Uh, so we have another five of them also that are our best. So I know uh, mm. Chuck will try to make an issue out of that, but I covered myself. Hashtag CYA. But tonight, <laughs> from across the pond, we have Stephen Maxwell. I'm surrounded by idiots. And we have, where are you tonight, Jersey or Florida? No, I'm, I just got back from Florida. I'm in the Garden State tonight. Okay, from, so from the Garden State, probably the weed patch, we have Joe Quattrochi. It's nice just to have the tri-state area, the trifecta back together. Yeah. So Pat, was... welcome back, brother. Thanks, buddy. I was just about to say, the tri-state representing very nicely this evening. Sorry, Stephen, you're just really far away. Yeah, but well, you he know what? He represents the Atlantic. You know, he represents the Atlantic that borders all of us. And when oh, you think about it, he's prob he's probably at the same latitude as we are. Mm, uh, yeah. Probably, yeah. Different now I longitude. Try to explain but... that to my so many people because they don't know their latitude and longitude lines. But that's okay. remember, latitude is like a ladder; it goes up. It's like the rungs of a ladder. I always Fair. remembered it from that way. You know, that's exactly how devices. I teach it. Very good, David. Yep. All right, and Pat, what you drinking tonight? Ah, uh, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I am drinking, chip making me crazy. It's insane. I got up this morning; it was like forty-five degrees in my house. Not really; it was more like sixty, but it was freezing. So, brewed some Jamaican me crazy this morning, and I said, you know what? It hit the spot today, all day. Why not have some tonight? So, made myself some Jamaican me crazy from Joffrey's. It is getting cold. It warms you up on a nice night like tonight. So head on over to Joffrey's.com and get yourself some today. And Pat? Yes, sir. Have you purchased any DVC points lately? I personally have not, but I know if I did where I would be going. I would be going over to DVCResaleMarket.com. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're looking to save thousands of dollars, and I mean thousands, I'm not talking about hundreds, I'm talking about thousands off of what you would get directly from Disney, head on over to DVCResaleMarket.com. Check out all their latest listing, check out their FAQs, all the information's right there. They're going to treat you like family, they're going to treat you like, they're going to treat you right. So, if you're in the market, head on over, DVCResaleMarket.com. Has anyone told you lately you have a sexy voice? Um, my wife, but she doesn't count. Okay. Dave, it's just nice to hear his voice. Exactly. <laughs> welcome, welcome back, buddy. I know you've yeah. got a lot going on, so. Yeah, it's fun to be back. You know, it was great. Instead of between, like, six months between shows, it's actually only been, like, a month. So, it's actually really good. And, you know, I uh, really missed you guys, and I apologize that I haven't been on as much as I would like. But, you know, life goes on, and we will figure it out. But I, my goal this year is, at, you know, for the rest of the year is at least to be on at one show a month. 
I'm going to shoot for two, but we'll go for, you know, if I can get the one in, I'm going to be doing pretty well. Good. So let's mm-hmm. do six months and then we'll get you back going and then I can take my leave for a little while. Take a little break. Yes. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. You, you, you've earned it. That's what we'll do. I'll probably take a week off and be like, oh, I miss you guys and come right back in. You know? <laughs> exactly. You know, the hook brings you back. I ain't telling you no lie. But I digress. So for tonight, gentlemen and listeners, we are going to be taking a trip to the world as we do every week. But today we're going to go to places that we've never been. As we discuss our favorite, well, it wouldn't be our favorite. It would be our, uh, I guess, bucket list. Tonight we're going to be talking about restaurants that we've never eaten at, but we've like we'd like to try for some reason, some crazy reason. We've never had a chance to get over to these places. You know, time is money when you're in the in the world. So you can't do it all. We all have this little bucket list of places that we'd like to uh, visit. So. We're going to start a new series with that, and we're going to start it off with restaurants. So, Dave, with that... Yeah. Dave, wait a minute. There's actually places... You've been there so often. There's actually some restaurants you haven't been to, and you still want to go Yes. To? Yes, there is, actually. Wow. And I'm going to actually I can, talk about them for that them. reason. That is pretty He's awesome. like his own table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Believe it or not, there are some that I haven't tried yet. All right. Well, I can't wait to hear it. I bet you your list is going to be pretty good. Yep. Well, since you haven't been on for a while, and <coughs> we all love hearing your voice, Patrick, would you like to start us off with your I first choice? Love, I okay. would love to. And gentlemen, some ground rules. If uh-huh. any of us step on somebody else's idea, that's absolutely fine. Just throw into the mix that, oh, I had that one as one of mine also. So we'll kind of just knock it out that way. The first person who talks about it can give their reasons, and then the other person feel free to jump into the conversation before we uh, we before we give you the responses. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. All right, with that, very, Pat, it's all you. I think I think those rules are very fair. I'm just glad we don't have you know a budget or something along those lines. Thank goodness. <laughs> I'm thinking uh, for the next snack crawl, we're gonna up it to twenty five dollars because of all the uh, up, price hikes in the around the property. Oh well. Speaking of that, that's as of tomorrow because we're recording this on Monday. But as of tomorrow, all the ticket price hikes go into effect. Uh oh. Oh wait a minute. What? Twenty five is too generous. You know, I have to still be a tyrant, so we're gonna make it twenty. All right. Yeah, forget you, people. Right. <laughs> uh, I was actually, I was, I would, I would have taken sixteen twenty five. But you know, you want to give us a whole twenty bucks? I'll take it. Yeah. You can see right. how we all jumped in and said, no, 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 25 is too much, Dave, you know. <laughs> all right, so I'm heading over to Epcot, and I am heading over to Germany, and I'm going to Biergarten. You know, it's a place that I've always wanted to go to, but it's not on the high, it's not on the high list of my family. And I think the atmosphere would be great. I think, obviously, beer, enough said, in really big glasses, enough said. So I think that would be awesome. I personally like German food and all that kind of stuff. So it really does appeal to me. So what I'm thinking is Mickey Dudes mini meetup in May. Maybe I get it in there with all of you guys. And that will actually be able to take it off my bucket list. And go with the Empire Bind as well. Oh, yeah. Can't beat that. No. 
So what do you think, Dave? You want you you, you know sound good to you? Not good to you? Where do you want to go with that one? I'll go I'll go with you guys because um, we'll have a big table and everything. But in general, I try to avoid it because you get thrown on the table with other people, and I just don't like people. Whoa, whoa, wait, wait, what kind of place? Wait, 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 time out, time out. What kind of place is this? You get thrown on the table with people? Yeah, yes, you do. The guy who hosts the podcast doesn't like people. Oh man, no, but you know, I think I think it would be fun. But I do, I guess that is a major drawback. I'm not going to disagree with that. If you have enough people and you can get your own table, it will be better. But okay, I'm going to throw a little caveat to that. Oh boy, when I'm traveling solo, I love going to this place because okay, explain. Okay, well, I say I don't like people, but that's usually when I have people with me and i have to give them my undivided attention at this point so it's kind of easier to just go to a restaurant where we can sit in one table and i don't have to be social with anybody else but after a while i do need to have a little bit of social um interactions with people if i'm in the world on my own so it's kind of a good icebreaker if you're at the same table as people but in general i have to really be in the mood for it so you it's very rare that i would ever I wouldn't make an ADR if I'm alone. I'd try to walk in, but it's very rare that I would do that. I'd rather go to a restaurant where I can sit at a bar and just have a conversation that way. I was going to say, when you go yourself, and obviously people know that you go yourself to like restaurants and especially things like uh, the, the German Pavilion and get into the restaurant, do they try and bring you in? To the conversation. I mean, obviously you you're very outgoing anyway, Dave. But do they try and bring you into the conversation and obviously know that you're only there yourself and sort of bring you in as one of their own? Not really. Sometimes you got to kind of just interject or just kind of throw something out there. It's I guess it all depends on the people that you're with. I really never did it on my own, so uh, I've had other people with me on um, visits over to Beer Garden, so. It's just one of those things that I um, I wouldn't feel comfortable doing. If I was more right. sitting at an actual bar seat and there's people, of, it's easier to start a conversation. At the tables, I just kind of feel a little uh, funny about that. As if you're intruding or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess give me a, a couple shots, you know, and at that point I won't care. You know, <laughs> that's usually how it is. I mean, I have to uh, basically get myself all lit up to be able to podcast with you guys. So it is what it is. <laughs> wow. So <laughs> <laughs> Joseph, do you have any uh, response to Bugarton? Uh, well, uh, first of all, I'm also the guy who went to 50s primetime by myself and got lit up by these servers. So sitting at those long tables by myself really wouldn't bother me. So I guess I'm a glutton for punishment, unlike you, Dave, where I'd just be like, sure, bring it on. Um, however, oh, 50s definitely... primetime, I'd go in the heartbeat, too. That and the character oh, meal, I love going alone to character meals. I list, I literally got adopted by this family of like five next to me. They're like, come and join us. And they literally like adopted me. That was the one night Jen got sick and stayed in a hotel room. So I went by myself. And uh, I was like, I'm hungry. I'm going to go. So she was in the room kind of getting sick. So I was like, all right, I'm out. See you later. <laughs> exactly. But um, yeah, Pat, if you want to go, I'm down. I'll meet you down there. So 
Sweet. Never say no to a meetup. All right. Well, with that, Stephen, where's your first choice? I think I'm quite lucky here. I've got uh, a multitude of restaurants that I could choose from. Uh, I've not really been to that many. It's usually the, the quick service that we do when we're across, obviously, to try and bring in as much time as possible to the parks. Uh, I'm going to head over to Animal Kingdom Lodge and go to Jico. Never been to Animal Kingdom Lodge. And I know, obviously, you guys think it's great. You know, just obviously the ambience of the the resort uh, and the food that they've got there just looks absolutely amazing. I mean, you get the mix of the, the African Mediterranean uh, and Indian, which obviously coming from the UK, there is a lot of Indian restaurants here. The, the Mediterranean is just a couple of hundred miles away. So, uh, but the African stuff really excites me. You know, I, I quite like the idea of, of going and it's sort of diving into these sort of sort of lamb tagines and stuff like that. Sort of, uh, I know you get that in sort of Morocco, uh, but it, it just sort of excites me going to the Animal Kingdom Lodge as well. The other fact is that I'm not very one for dressing up, you know, and obviously a lot of these sort of signature restaurants you have a dress code as well. So we'll leave like seven o'clock, eight o'clock in the morning. You know, uh, all togged up with your, your trainers and shorts and t-shirt on. The last thing, obviously, what you do is obviously go back, get changed, and then go to a restaurant at, later at night. So it is one of these things where, yes, it's on my bucket list, but it's still one of these ones where I would have to actually make an effort to actually go to and actually sit down and have a meal there. I feel like the whole dress code at Jico isn't a big deal. I mean, I've gone to many a signature restaurant in the hotels wearing flip-flops, a t-shirt, and uh, a pair of cargo shorts. At most, I think one time I switched uh, at, uh, I think, Citrico's. I was wearing like a pair of flip-flops, and uh, I put on a pair of dress shorts and a golf shirt. So... I think that the uh, unless you go in the VNA, I don't think the uh, signature is much of a hindrance when it comes to how you're dressed. Right, because the last thing I'd want to do is obviously book somewhere like that and go along, been out all day rather than having to go back and get changed uh, and then get told I can't get in. So that's the only thing that's really putting me off these sort of restaurants. You know that you act, I feel as if you have to sort of wear sort of khakis or you know some sort of of shirt, you know, be a polo shirt or a normal shirt, uh, just to get in. So, how with the time element, but it does look great. I mean, some of the, the food there just it blows you away. I mean, obviously, it's being a signature restaurant anyway, it's going to do that. But uh, that's that's the first place I would go to. Awesome. Well, it is a delicious restaurant. Anybody have anything to say about Chico? I go. Joe, can you hear? Yeah, I can hear you. Yes, sir. Oh, sweet. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I loved Jico when I went there. You know, I've stayed at the Animal Kingdom Lodge a couple, uh, probably three, four times now. And one night, uh, my wife and I went on a date night there, and the food's phenomenal. But yeah, I don't think the the dress code is as big of a deal as people make it out to be either. You know, I think I dressed very similar to Dave. I had cargo shorts on or whatever. Um, so I don't think that's a big deal. But, you know, I my wife is a big wine you know drinker. She's like, she can taste the nuances and all that stuff in wine. I'm like, 
there's red and there's white and that's about it um so she she really enjoyed the actual you know the the array of south african wines that they have there so she said it was excellent and the food was really good so i, I you know i would definitely go back personally yeah, i get the wine tasting there as well haven't they personally i enjoy some nice fava beans with a nice chianti there you go oh god i'm gonna have nightmares <laughs> and uh <laughs> joseph what about you your idea for uh, chico I've never been to Jico, really? uh, believe it or not. No, I've never. Um, I just discovered Sanaa like six months ago. I mean, I always knew it was there, just never got over to Animal Kingdom Lodge. But uh, Jen and I are trying to make it our business to you know, experience a lot more restaurants and things that we haven't done in the past. And Jico's still on the list of, place, uh, of restaurants we haven't gone to. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you guys with the dress code. Uh, I've been to other places like Citrico's, Narcoosie's. Uh, yeah, as long as you got a polo shirt on and like a nice pair of shorts, and unless you said, unless it's V&A, like Dave said. You're fine with that, Steven. So don't let that, you know, don't let that yeah, scare you away from anywhere else. But um, yeah, I mean, the menu looks good. Um, I've had nothing but good experiences over Animal Kingdom Lodge. Boma is awesome. Sanaa is even better. Love the bread service there. Um, thought that was completely overrated until I enjoy- experienced it. I'm like, wow, this is really good. I've uh, heard nothing but good things about Jiko. So one of these days, hopefully I get over there myself and experience it firsthand. And for a tip for our listeners, if you're there on Wednesdays at 4 o'clock, they do a... Uh, a tour of both Boma and Chico where they take you through the restaurant. They tell you about the artwork and everything. And at the end, you get to uh, sample uh, food from both Boma and Chico. So it's a free tour. And if you do it, uh, if you're at the Kadani Village, any day of the week at 4 o'clock, they do it for Sunah. So free food at Disney. Go for it. Oh, good. Yep. Okay. Uh, Joe, what's one? Did Chico make your list of uh, buckets? It did not. I did not like my, uh, my make my list of buckets. Um, but this one here, Dave, um, I'm gonna bend the rules a little bit, and I think you'll understand when I say it. Um, bucket bucket list restaurant for myself uh, is Victorian Alberts, and the reason why I said this is I have been to Victorian Alberts before. I was 10 years old when I was at Victorian Alberts. My family was on the Grand Plan uh, back in 19. 19- what? Back in 1991, <laughs> uh, so it was included, so we all went. I didn't know what I was eating at the time. I called it the bread and butter restaurant when I was 10 years old, or I think it was nine or 10, uh, because I think actually I think it was 1989. Uh, I was nine, and because I didn't like anything on the menu. However, I'm now 38 years old. I have a much better palate. I have a much better appreciation for food. I don't even remember what the inside of the restaurant looks like, except from the pictures I've seen. So even though I technically have been inside the establishment and technically have eaten the bread inside the establishment, uh, which is all I remember eating, I would like to go back there um, for a uh, you know, like an anniversary or something like that. Really treat Jen. Um, we've eaten at a lot of places, just like Dave you have and Pat and Steven you have. Uh, but this is one that you don't normally usually go to. And uh, if I could really bucket list it it'd be vnas with the chef's table that would be absolutely amazing i don't know if i could afford that but uh that would be number one on my bucket list is chef's table at vnas just to have the chefs cook for you right there on the spot i mean it's triple a five dime michelin star chefs in there i mean it's unbelievable um so yeah i mean i'm sure this is on your guys list too maybe it is maybe it isn't but um i've done the private dining before grand flirting was amazing this is something that you know we're kind of foodies a little bit and I would definitely like to experience this with my wife. I think it would be uh, an amazing 
culinary or culinary experience. Believe it or not, it's not on my list because I always forget it's even there. It's so much out of my price range that I can't justify it that I just kind of like have blocked it out of my memory of even being on property. I don't even consider it in anything because it's just so much pie in the sky for me that it's like, yeah, no. <laughs> I, uh, it's one of the ones where if it is like that and it is so pie in the sky that it should be a prime example of a bucket listing. Exactly. Now, when I went over this this information or this show topic with my wife, she that's the first thing she said. And when we go down in February, we look to see if we can get a reservation. We couldn't even get one. It was it's on it's on Valentine's weekend, so obviously, probably nearly impossible to get, and obviously we couldn't get it. So, um, it's something that's definitely on our list to do. So, um, my wife said, if it does come up tonight, just tell them it was on my list. So, my wife uh, dropped a big hint tonight that we got to go sooner rather than later. And Pat, you know, it's one of the things I do like about V&As and even when I go to eat at, eat at Citrico's or California Girls, even at Disney World, I like to dress up a little bit. I like to throw a collared shirt on or, or, or a nice, you know, golf shirt on. I like to like what? dress up a little bit. I like to dress up for dinner. I, it's It makes the experience even that much better. Even if I'm throwing on like a collared shirt or a button down shirt and a nice pair of shorts, you know, I'm not like in grungy, you know, t-shirts and being in a park all day. I like feeling clean, dressing up for dinner. And at Victoria and Albert, you definitely have to dress up. Jackets are required for men. Uh, and slacks or dresses are required for females. So, yeah, definitely uh, bring in your A-game with your dress as well. So I think that's kind of a cool aspect as well because it's something you actually don't do in Disney World is dress up for dinner. And I think that's kind of a nice touch for a special occasion. You see me, I love the idea of being in a suit in Disney World. I just, I feel the greatest. There you go, Dave. I feel like greatest in a suit. At any time, you know, when I'm just when I'm in a suit, I feel like a million dollars. You know, you know, nice pressed a nice press suit. You know, a silk tie, uh, right? The freshly starched button-down shirt. You know, the really cozying thin see-through socks, a nice pair of loafers. I just, I just a little bit of a boot, a boutonniere. You know, I just feel, I, I just feel just amazing. And Dave, yeah, Ricardo Monteblanc. <laughs> And Dave, I don't know if our listeners know, but uh, if you follow Dave at Figment's Reality on Twitter or Instagram or wherever he's at, uh, you could have seen how dapper Dave looked at our our, our Mickey dude uh, Chuckles wedding this past week or two weekends ago. Dave looked very good in his uh, his suit. Disney yeah, bound think... Disney bounded a little bit, right, Dave? I forgot who you went as, but yes. you were very color coordinated. Actually, so. I was what told a couple. I was told about maybe uh, about I guess maybe eight or nine months ago by chuck and heather that oh by the way all of our disney friends that are coming are going to be disney bounding and i'm talking to them like oh okay and i'm thinking to myself how the hell am i gonna pull this one off and then i'm going through all of these movies of things i can do and then they're like oh no we have somebody from that movie we already have somebody from this movie and they're going on and on and on and then i'm like what movies don't you have yet they're like here do something Sleeping Beauty wise. I'm like, are you serious? And <laughs> I racked my brain, and finally I came up with the idea of uh, Disney bounding as Aurora. And the way I did it was, I wore my gray suit with a pink button-down shirt, a blue silk tie, and I had one blue dress sock on and one pink dress sock. So make it pink, make it blue. For the end of Sleeping Beauty, when her dress is changing, and my date, I told her to wear a black dress, and we said she was Maleficent. 
It's just a shame that Ariel had been taken already, eh? Actually, <laughs> Ariel was taken. And uh, <laughs> she was... Uh, she was The couple that did come as uh, Ariel and Eric, instead of Disney bounding, they came in full Ariel and Eric regalia costumes. Straight up. They were at our table, actually. So uh, we had that. We had a Betamax. We had uh, Rapunzel. A full Rapunzel costume. All of the little girls that were at the wedding were wearing Disney princess dresses. It was adorable. And then we had a uh, gentleman with us that uh, went to Memento Morum and got the uh, Haunted Mansion t- uh, wallpaper tie and came as a Haunted Mansion grave digger. So it was really cool. That's phenomenal. And I will say this, Dave, you pulled that suit off very well and, and that's the one well thing actually I that was later on and i oh, didn't pull it off she pulled it off oh wow okay. more more nightmares for losing me. the rating losing the terribleness um but i will say this you do that's one thing I, you know you always say that you feel better in a suit you look better in a suit my friend i'll give you that thank you yes and i can wear a suit very well you could pull off the suit, Dave. It may, may bust your chops a lot from being on the other side of the river, but the one thing I can say is you do look, you do can pull off a suit real well. So, I clean up well. Now I'm gonna, even though I talk about uh, having to dress up and everything, I do have a signature on my list, but I'm gonna save it for later on. I'm gonna go and actually do the complete one, 180 from your Victorian Alberts. Believe it or not. And you guys are going to be shocked with this one, but something that's really on my bucket list is turf club. Well, I would go. Stop I would. It. I would go with Stop you. Actually, it. I would. I would go with you. Oh, absolutely. It's not yeah. on my radar, but believe it or not, what's on my radar is T Rex. Wow! Did not see wow. that. Here's the thing: I have heard so many bad reviews of this place that I kind of want to see how bad can it be myself. <laughs> it's almost That's like... That's a bucket list, that one. It's almost <laughs> like the time where, uh, Joe, when you and you and I went yes. to... Uh, Tony's, words out of my Tony's mouth. Town Tony's Square. Town Square. It's like yes. sometimes you have to just experience it just for yourself. Um, it's In this one, it's pure curiosity. I'm like, no, that can't, that can't be. A place can't be that bad. If it's continuing to it's if it's continuing to go through, I've had some other food at other Landry's restaurants, and I enjoy I enjoy the meals at Rainforest Cafe. Albeit, I don't go to it when I'm in Disney World. I'll go to it in other cities, but I have enjoyed some Rainforest meals. I have enjoyed meals at Yak and Yeti and the Yak and Yeti uh, Quick Service. So the fact that it's Landry's food. And they haven't disappointed me in the past. I kind of just need to figure out for my own. What is it that these people don't care for in this restaurant? So, does anybody get my logic things. here? Dave, I mean, yeah. our, our, our meal, and I don't mean to jump on you, Pat, uh, but th- that meal was so bad at Tony's that it was memorable. This is, this is, <laughs> I mean, we're still laughing about today. It was like two years ago. It's like, you know, so I can definitely see why you, know, you, you would, it would, you know, curiosity would be you know peak to to try it again so i, I can understand i was actually going to save that one as last but when you mentioned victoria and alberts i'm like okay the the uh, juxtaposition just works perfectly here so i'm like let me just throw it in over here now all right so i, I think we'll always make money in disney disney world because the amount of folk to get through the door they're not going to know how bad or what kind of reputation 
a lot of the time that these restaurants have. So they are going to get through the door. They are going to have bums on the seats and they are going to make money. But maybe for repeat visitors, maybe they're not going to get back. But the amount of first-timers that go there, regardless of how bad it is, they're always going to have folk there actually eating in the restaurant. You see, I disagree for one reason, Stephen, because there are some restaurants that have been dubbed as terrible that they either rethemed and reimagined and changed the menu, or they completely got rid of them and they opened up something new. Or like Rezo's Pizzeria? Oh, jeez. Yes. <laughs> um, that place was I think, just hurting. And, and I think I'm the only one that's actually been to T-Rex, and I actually am a repeat customer of T-Rex. Really? Is it for the kids? Um, but- and repeat, it, it, yeah. yeah, it's <laughs> it actually, and the kids loved it. And you know, so I've been twice with the kids. And here's what I'm gonna say if your expectations are high and you want a gourmet meal, don't go to T Rex. If you want a meal that's you're gonna, you know, that's gonna be fine, there's no it's it's any other chain restaurant, it's any other, you know, Olive Garden esque, you know, something like that. TGI Fridays, Ruby Tuesdays, you know, Applebee's, whatever you want to put it as. It's that kind of food. And, you know, if you like the atmosphere, it is really loud. Um, but again, like you said, if you if you like rainforest, it's it's going to be the same thing. It's the same type of food. It's the same type of atmosphere. And you know what? The kids really liked it. So it works. You know, and that's why I don't think T-Rex is going to go anywhere because that place is always packed. And, you know, it's even when you have a reservation, it takes you're still waiting for a half an hour just to get into your reservation because people like the atmosphere. So, you know, it, it works for you if you have kids. And Dave, your logic makes total sense to me. And I think maybe the atmosphere is something that's pulling me into, you know, the animatronic dinosaurs and stuff like that. It just, it kind of screams Disney. So I can, uh, it's like I can enjoy eating it. Eating in universal energy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, I why not? I sleep. I used to sleep in there all the time. So, <laughs> you know, one life function or another. You know, at this point. So exactly. And um, with that, Stephen, round two. Where are you going? Yeah, I'm going to go to the contemporary. Uh, I've been to Chef Mickey's before, and a contemporary, but I've never been to the California Grill. Uh, I've heard so much about this. I mean, obviously, it re-themed a couple of years ago as well, uh, which, to a point, I thought it was a wee bit sort of garish with the sort of orange and reds, sort of the decor. But I think having a meal in the contemporary, looking over towards the castle and the Magic Kingdom, I just think would be epic, especially, obviously, with the, the options at night of uh, having the fireworks get and was it, it used to be it's no it's no where she's now it's happy ever after no right? that's that's at um the wilderness lodge at the uh, artist point no the, the fireworks, are, the fireworks oh, oh the fireworks i thought you were talking about the uh, i thought you said snow white for a second no that's a uh, yeah that's the new uh character meal uh, but having that sort of pumped in the music and obviously seeing the fireworks as well uh, and having the option of get up to the, the top and I look at there uh, it's the contemporary is one of these ones where it has the, the sort of signature video and sort of DVD that they, they sell on with the, the monorail going through it to actually eat 
in a California Grill, uh, I just think would be would be epic. I know a lot of you have, have done that as well, uh, but there's there's that many places that I would like to go. I mean, this bucket list could go on forever. <laughs> right, Stephen, I'm going to say this. This was also on my list, and. Um... I can't, you know, I, I, I say the same things you do. And you know, I think it's, you know, I think it's one of those epic restaurants. Um, what I did, though, when we're going February, my wife and I already made a reservation. Um, so I will be able to cross it off my bucket list. And then today, my 180 80 day window opened up for my trip in April. Um, so uh, on the advice from Car- uh, from Carmen and Brian from the Adventures of Peas and Carrots over on YouTube, they do the Sunday brunch over at Cali Grill, so I made a reservation for that in April. So I'll be able to hit it twice, once in February and once in April, to really make sure I get it off my list. So I'm pretty stuck. I'm pretty stoked about it. You know, I, it's one of those you know iconic restaurants that I think everybody wants to at least try. Except probably Dave will probably poo-poo it or something. But you know, I I can't, I can't wait. I, this is this is the one restaurant that I really really want to go to. Meh. I see. There it is. I knew Same. it. I knew it. I Pat, knew don't it. listen. I knew don't it. listen to him, Pat. Don't listen. Listen, I've I've been there many times. Uh, not bragging, but just I have. Um, it's become a staple after I run the marathon itself in Disney. Um, I like to try to go to California Grill to celebrate. Um, just the food is fantastic. Um, I personally think it's worth every penny. You're paying for the atmosphere as well. But when you go up there, just one piece of advice is don't rush your time up there. Um, if you get an earlier reservation, just say it's, you know, get a six o'clock reservation. Remember, save your receipt. That will get you back up uh, to the top. So if you want to watch the fireworks from the observation decks later on that night. So take it all in. Have some drinks there before dinner time in a little lounge area. Enjoy your dinner. Don't rush. The service is immaculate. I've never had bad service there. I've never had a bad meal there. Um, just take it in and enjoy it. Don't rush in or now. That's not a place you want to, you know, eat, digest, pay your bill and get out. Take it all in, yeah, relax. You want, you want yeah, to yeah. savor it. You know, it's one of yes. these restaurants where it is an experience. It, it even, like you said, if you're done with dinner and you have some time, take your drink out on the observation deck and just like sit out there and, or just, you know, look at the Magic Kingdom, look at the boats going by and just take it all in. I mean, you don't have to leave right away. Just savor every minute you're up there. Absolutely. My chicken was overcooked and chewy. Meh. <laughs> Well, you are, you are from New York City, Dave, and you know, we know your culinary standards are so high. So, you know. And then on top of that, it was windy that night, so it was just cold. It was like, meh, no. It's a, it's a big cloud is over you. Yeah, and, it's just, yeah. Yeah, and you know what? The whole thing is you, you, you can't you, see the fireworks in front, of the, in front of the castle. They're off to the side. It kind of throws off your whole orientation of things. It's like it, it's just like, yeah. no. Oh, those God. those fireworks are for for you, Dave. Okay. Those fireworks hey, are for the for Main Street. I I know exactly. Mm. You'll enjoy it, brother. You send me a text message to say Joe's is great. Send I, me no, an I, instant I will. message, right? Absolutely. It's so much better. Dave as a resident ER. <laughs> exactly. Always me. It's <sighs> so much better in the world than that. But with that said. Joe, where are you going? Well, I'm actually going to pick a list, a restaurant, Dave. It should be higher on your list because you've actually talked about it many times. And uh, speaking of eating in an elevated place, this one is on the second floor in the France Pavilion Epcot. I'm talking about Monsieur Paul. Um, never have eaten there before. Um, I've heard you talk about it. I know you've been there, I guess, a few times, Dave, right? You said at least once. Actually, no. Actually, this one is on my list too, Joe. 
Is it? I thought you, you've spoken about it many times, so I assume that you have gone there. No, I've talked is... about how I've been wanting to go, and I just can't justify okay. it at the moment. Well, this is definitely um, one that's on my list. Um, I'm not a huge fan of French food, like I, but it's something I want to try. I've eaten at Chefs de France before a long time ago um, and just kind of like want to take the next, next step to, the, you know, try something different. And uh, Monsieur Paul seems like the kind of place that uh, I like to – I think they have a pr- – Prefix menu, price fix menu, however you pronounce it, um, with different options and stuff. So I like to try that. Um, some of the <coughs> options that are on the menu look interesting, but like I said, it's all about trying new things, um, and that's what me and Jen like to do. Uh, and especially in a place that really doesn't get talked about a lot. Besides, I mean, I rarely hear anybody speak about it besides Dave. So um, I, I've heard it's good. Um, it's got like a world-renowned chef that I think started it. It was this. Uh, Chef uh, Brocuse, uh, or at least that's what it's named after. Paul Brocuse, I guess, was named after. But I don't think um, he's with us any longer. I see. I don't know much about it. But, I think he's uh, crossed that he, Rainbow Bridge. He has, okay, but he's he, the he, uh, Disneyland. Yeah, I guess he's <laughs> um, right now. He's uh, he's considered a first celebrity chef, I guess. It says here, so I think it's kind of cool. So I don't know a lot about him, but if it's named after him, can't be that bad. So. Uh, you know, that's on my list. So, Dave, if you'd like to join, uh, Jen and I, you're more than welcome to. We could do a show about well, it. Well, actually, that's one of the things that uh, has kept me from doing it. <laughs> I have have yet to find people that are actually interested in going. So, right there, I would definitely go with you guys. Uh, the few times that I was going to go, one time I was going to go um, solo. And it was during Food and Wine, and I'm like, you know what? The budget that I would be uh, using over there, just both uh, financial budget and gut budget. I just couldn't, uh, I couldn't uh, justify it. I think that this is one of the places where if I was to go, just to say I ate there, I would just get maybe an appetizer and a dessert. I'd skip an entree and save a bunch of money, but still kind of be able to check it off the list. I hear from a lot of people that their uh, carrot soup is amazing. Our friends Tim and Adam over at uh, Three Sheets of the Mouse rave about this place. So uh, if you guys uh, are not the faint of hearted, make sure that you definitely uh, check them out. They have a great show, by the way. And uh, yeah, uh, believe it or not, too, if I eat at uh, Monsieur Paul, it will be I will have eaten at all of the table service restaurants in Epcot again. That and the Metro card is going to get me on the subway, but it is one of those things that uh, would be kind of cool to say, but <laughs> at the same time, it might sound a bit pretentious too, so I kind of hold yeah, off, hold back on that too for that reason. Well, you're more than welcome to come with us. We'd like to try it one day, so <laughs> I think it'd be fun to... All right. More the merrier. Awesome. You got Vimo? Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know, a French restaurant's never something that really, really got to me. Uh, French food is never really an experience I really want to do. I mean, obviously, France, just across the water from Britain, it's nothing really that excites me about French food. You know, <laughs> even at food and wine, you know, when you get through there and you go to the stalls, there's nothing that really excites me. I, I sense the bias in your in your explanation. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, my understanding about the channel 
on the French side, um, you get this uh, huge uh, wind from that's coming from uh, the English Channel that goes through it. And then on the English side, it's like a vacuum and everything pulling you in. So I guess with it, it kind of just says that France sucks in England. Never mind. Wow. Anyway. Okay. All right. Well, France doesn't have Gordon Ramsay, right, Stephen? Sorry again? I said France doesn't have Gordon Ramsay. No, that's, that's for sure. We had this discussion during the week there. Uh, <laughs> that Gordon Ramsay used to play for Rangers in Scotland. So and he is one of uh, Joe's... That's my boy, man. Personal, personal favorite people in the world. Yeah, I'm a fanboy of his, so. He needs to open up a restaurant in Disney in Disney Springs somewhere. Oh, he's too busy over in Vegas, you know? Yeah. The new the new Hell's Kitchen is going to be opening up uh, this fall or this winter time. Looking forward to that. But anyway, yeah. off, off topic. <laughs> Alrighty. Patrick, since uh, I kind of went myself with uh, Joe's, where are you going? Yep, and I did the Cali Grill. So my last one is gonna be. Um, I, it's a. It, see, here's the thing. I had a. I had a few that I. I couldn't really decide from, um, and then finally I went with Spice Road Table. Um, I really want to explore um, more of the Moroccan Pavilion. Anyway, I really enjoy it there. It is one of my favorite pavilions. Um, just to kind of get lost in. And I do like Mediterranean and uh, food from that part of the world. So, you know, it, it, the stuff that where you're going to have, you know, hummus and falafel and, you know, uh, chicken shawarma and things of that nature. That stuff is all I, I could live off of that food and Mediterranean cuisine, stuff of that nature. I could live off of without uh, without a problem, you know, and I know that it's just different. It's off the beaten path. And again, it's one of those things that my my family's not into. So. It's not something that I think I'm going to take off the bucket list anytime soon, you know, unless I, I head over there with just my wife and she's being kind and just, you know, you know, throwing me a bone and we'll see, you know, see what happens. But for the most part, I would like to get there and I, and, and maybe get there at night and maybe, you know, watch Illuminations or whatever show comes after Illuminations because who knows when I will get there. But that's definitely on the bucket list. Meh. I hate you. No, no, no. Pat, Actually, that is, that is a rut. Actually, before you go, I, believe it or not, Pat, I actually agree with you. It's great. I love it. I just had to bust your chops. Oh, <laughs> jerk. You know, Pat, that, that is a restaurant that Jen and I have. When we walked through Morocco or on the you know, on the, the promenade, we have stopped and looked at that menu about a dozen times. We've never pulled the trigger, but we're always like, oh, it smells so good coming, you know, coming out of that restaurant. And we've never eaten there. And it's like, damn, when are we going to do that? So great choice i mean i'd like to hear i mean i know dave you said it's been it's good it smells fantastic all the time uh i definitely we definitely have to try that we've walked by it so many times i've never really taken that step but we've got to do it one of these next trips yeah, how, about, and I, how about tapas night at uh, the disney the mickey dudes meetup nice i like it yeah. uh, <laughs> you know and i think joe i think that's one of the things i think the way you just said you just said it you know a lot of people they just don't pull the trigger and 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 I think Disney is one of those places where you kind of have to do that. You know, you, you get used to, especially us, because we've, we've gone so, so many times now, you know, and we get kind of stuck in that rut where we go to our old favorites and our advice. And every now and again, it's kind of, you know, tough to find something new. And I think that's one of the things that Disney vets really have to do. And I know, like, when we were doing our, our reservations for our meals, you know, we made sure we are eating at places that we haven't eaten before and making sure we're getting two or three different restaurants in 
in, in these next couple of trips just to say, you know, this, this is we tried it and, and you know, and, and it may open the door to something else or it may become a new favorite. So I think that's it. You got to pull the trigger on some things for sure. Yep, I agree. All right. Excellent. We're going to move on to round three. And before anybody can take my last one, I'm going to go first because I'm hosting and I can do that. So my last one is uh, the Diamond Horseshoe. Uh, basically, uh, all uh, American comfort foods, mac and cheese, uh, barbecue ribs, uh, some type of uh, barbecue chicken, baked beans. It's uh, American barbecue, as I said, um, family style. It's one that I always forget about because a lot of times this was a quick service at times and it's uh, hardly on anybody's radar when people think family service in uh, family style in Magic Kingdom. They're going over to Liberty Tree Tavern. It'll also be the uh, only um, table service restaurant open to the public that I will not be able to, that I have not been uh, able to visit yet. So it's another one to say, hey, I eat at all of the table service in the Magic Kingdom. So. Yeah, I'm adding Diamond Horseshoe onto my list. Is that seasonal still? I think it might be. That might be another reason why I haven't ever pulled the trigger on it. Sometimes. I remember back 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 in the day, it was open like every day, like back in the '70s and '80s, right? It was was open all the time, and then it became. I think it became seasonal. Wasn't it like a show part of it? There was like a show with like there was some uh, women that were dancing, like an old like. Uh, like saloon kind of show, right? Was that was that in Florida? I know they still believe. I know they do that still over in Disneyland. Uh, their version of it is a quick service, and that's where the uh, famous uh, group Billy Hill and the Hillbillies used to perform. And I made a special trip over to Disneyland to see that. But I feel like there was some old Walt Disney World like vacation videos you could buy in the store that like when they showed Diamond Horseshoe back in the day they had like some dancers and stuff. It's very Maybe back it's very it possible. Up. It's definitely not since I've been going. Back in the day. Yeah, it's definitely not since I've been going in 2010. Anytime you could have those kind of comfort foods, I mean, you could sign me up for that. I mean, I'll save you a trip over to Fort Wilderness to have the same kind of food. And I mean, you can't go wrong with barbecue and corn and all that good stuff. Well, then one day uh, we're going to have to go to that too. So, all right. Sign us up, Dave. We're just going to be on a culinary adventure. Do that and then head to the Hall of Presidents for a week's sleep. Sleep in the, in the air conditioning. Yeah. Being in a food coma. <laughs> exactly. All right. So with that, uh, Joe, where are you going? So I'm going to go completely from the heavy food that you're eating at Diamond Horseshoe, Dave. I'm going to the complete opposite. And I'm picking this restaurant mainly for my wife because a lot of these times I'm basing these decisions off where I'm going to go with her since I vacation with her. 99% of the time, except when I'm hanging out with Dave. So um, I'm going to choose Todd English's Blue Zoo over at the Swalfin. And the reason why I'm choosing this is a lot of the times she knows I'm not a big seafood person. And Blue Zoo is a very seafood-heavy restaurant. And I looked at the menu. And first of all, the atmosphere looks fantastic. Um, if I'm sure our listeners know and they're well aware. The Swan and Dolphin has some amazing restaurants in there. Um, so, you know, Il Molino, Shula's, Todd English's Blue Zoo. I mean, a lot of great places over there that get overlooked. Um, so make sure to check those out when you're around the uh, the boardwalk area. 
But, uh, you know, a lot of times we go to restaurants that, you know, she knows that, you know, steak heavy or chicken heavy or pork heavy, but not seafood heavy. And I feel like this is a place that I would take her because I feel like she doesn't get the seafood choices that she wants to. During our our previous trip a month ago to Hawaii, the girl ate seafood every night. I said, babe, I'm like, I've never seen you eat so much seafood. She says, well, I feel bad, but we're in Hawaii, so I'm not going to shy away. I said, eat seafood whatever you want. So I kind of got the hint after four years of marriage and 10 years of being with the girl that she likes to eat seafood more often than I thought. So I'm choosing this one for my wife, uh, Tony Glish's Blue Zoo. Can't go wrong with the atmosphere over there. The menu looks uh, you know, looks pretty good, and there's still some things on there for me as well yeah. as a non-seafood eater that I can enjoy as well. I was going to say, so, they have uh, a steak on the menu and they have chicken. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think there's even some short rib on there, I believe. Uh, no, pork ribs. Um, so, yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of things on there, some salads and stuff. So, uh, if you're not a seafood eater, there's still very good options to have where you're not just settling for, you know, a crappy piece of steak or a, bur- a crappy burger. Like, there's nice things on the menu. So, yeah. Tyler English's Blue Zoo over the Swan and Dolphin. Um, those restaurants are most often overlooked, uh, but shouldn't be because uh, they're great spots. All right. Pat and Steven, I'm going to let you comment on this one before I'm all over this. I've heard of Blue Zoo, uh, but I've never, I've never been to it. Uh, I heard Don English, really good sort of chef, but uh, with that, nothing much else. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's on. It, it, it didn't make this list, but it, it, you know, again, because we only had to choose three, but it's definitely on something that I need to go to. I don't, I, I don't even head over to the swan and dolphin nearly enough and i know that the i think probably the only hotel or hotels that i would say even comes close to the animal kingdom lodge when you like put all their restaurants together it's probably the swan and dolphin and they're at a little bit unfair advantage because they do have more but they're just that good so you know i definitely want to get over there okay so i love this place the food is absolutely delicious Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> um, with that, Joe, you are right, though. You have to be a seafood lover to really appreciate this place. If you are a person who is grossed out by the sight of fish, I'm talking dead fish that are just like haven't been filleted yet, the actual just like a fish market oh, where they're on ice and stuff like that, when they seat you, Ask that you do not get a tour of the restaurant. Ask that they take you straight over to your table because one of the things that they're going to do is they're going to take you over to their grill uh, in the bar area where they have what's known as their dancing fish. They have these whole fish, still uh, skin still on, eyes popped out of their head on these skewers that kind of just, it's almost like it's, it's almost like if you're uh, in a... Um, pizzeria here where they do greek stuff too and you have the gyro meat that's uh, kind of just hanging on spinning in the back spinning in the background or uh, if you're at a at a um, supermarket and they have the rotisseries going with the chicken this is basically speared full chicken just uh, swirling around and they call it their dancing fish and there's a heat source coming on and it's slowly kind of just uh, it's a different form of rotisserie that they have it going on and they're actually known for this for this uh, type of uh, preparation, and it's kind of one of those things that kind of make them stand out from other seafood restaurants. Uh, but if you are the type that uh, does not want to have your meal looking at you, or if you're the idea of the full fish at uh, Skipper Canteen nauseates you, 
you do not want to see this before you eat. So just ask that, politely ask, hey, listen, I know you have the dancing fish. I don't care to see it. Can you please take us through the restaurant in a way that I won't see, I won't catch it? And they will be happy to that do that. awesome. That's actually really cool. I don't even like fish. That just sounds cool to say it. Okay. So. Well, just kind of just throw, throwing that one out there. Uh, the one issue that I have with this restaurant that I wish they would have told me beforehand, I understand they're swan and dolphin, but you know they participate in Tables in Wonderland. They're on the Disney dining uh, plan. It kind of had me really annoyed and perturbed because I was taking my father here for a really nice dinner and I was saving a gift card for it. I go to pay and they told me, oh, sorry, we don't take Disney gift cards. That kind of really annoyed me because had I known beforehand, I could have basically uh, planned otherwise. But uh, I did not feel like that night charging over $200 on my credit card. Yeah, that kind of makes sense because I know that I've not been able to use my Magic Band in the past there. So, But if you do have an SPG or a Marriott credit card, I think you get triple points. Okay, that's that, good to know. That, I think so. If that helps anybody else out, so yeah. I mean, it didn't make any sense for the fact that it's okay. Well, if it's on the dining plan and you can make reservations for it via Disney Dining, why wouldn't they? But unless they just bill Disney when they use the uh, dining plans, I would assume that's what know. they do. But maybe they don't have access to Disney's systems for the gift card. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's probably, probably what that's probably what it is. But I, I would have at least liked to have seen something on the menu stating that, or even at when you check in, a, a little if if not the hostess telling you, at least a little sign. Dear patrons, we apologize, but we are unable to uh, accept Disney gift cards. If it's somewhere on the information somewhere, that's fine. But I found that out the hard way when the waiter came back and just handed me the gift card. So that's something to keep in mind. And I I don't remember if that was the case in Shula's because that night, uh, went, t- last time I went to Shula's, somebody paid for my meal. So, um, well, just as a, you know, if you're if over at the Swan and Dolphin, just, yeah. just treat, treat those as non-Disney exactly. resorts. Have cash with you or um, or plastic. In that way, so just just something to know. Alrighty, and um, did everybody go? Yeah, yeah. All right, well, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, gentlemen. Well, that was a really cool conversation. Really enjoyed that. And I, I think this is actually going to be a pretty cool series. Um, you know, I like the idea of taking things and like i said before us being vets there are plenty of things and we all know there are plenty of things that i haven't done ha 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 i know fantastic sucks um and you know at one point in time i'll go see i'll, I'll go see it maybe oh by the not. way speaking of that today uh is the 20th anniversary of phantasmic ap- appearing at the uh, dhs so really happy anniversary fantasmic happy anniversary fantasmic to the show i probably will never see we should do um, a, we should do part make that a Mickey Dudes meetup. Oh, and then you know what? Then I guess I can guarantee you, if that's the case, I will definitely, and I'm there. I will definitely go to that. No, you wouldn't have a choice. We drag you exactly. there. Exactly. That's, <laughs> that's a valid point. Are you kidding? We're putting you a front row splash zone. 
Oh, I can't know. wait. Now I'm so excited. Yeah. No, we'll stick up here, Steamboat Willie, yes. <laughs> <laughs> right in the middle of the boat. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. Exactly. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Well, this has been uh, most enjoyable. Let's go around and tell everybody where we can be found on the various interwebs. I, for one, can be found at Figment's Reality and on... Uh, I, can, I, for one, can be found on Twitter at Figments Reality and also on Instagram. Patrick, what about you? I can be found on Twitter at Daily Walt Disney and on Facebook at Pat Gennetti. Uh Stephen, where are you? Yeah, you can get me on Twitter on SJM Disney and on Facebook at Stephen Maxwell. Okay, and Joseph? And you guys can find me over at the DVC Roundtable at resortloop.com. You can find me also at Twitter. I finally got that fixed at Joe Quat. And then, Dave, if I could just add in my best bet today with Saratoga Joe, I'd like to add that in real quick. Oh, for I all, love this. Oh, I'm all, so excited. For all of our Saratoga Springs fans out there, just want to let you guys know that if uh, you are staying at Saratoga Springs and you do buy a refillable mug, you can get it refilled at the uh, quick service areas around the pools, around the resorts. It's not just at Artist Point. So if you're staying at a, you know, at the Grandstand or somewhere. At Saratoga? Artist Palette, I'm sorry. Okay. Thank you, Dave. Okay. Thank goodness. I was thinking about the thing at Artist Palette. Thank you. At the main building, uh, you could also get it refilled at uh, all around the resort at the uh, the pool areas where the uh, quick services are. So it's not just uh, in the main building, but all around the resort. So you can get your refillable co- uh, sodas and coffees and teas uh, from all over the resort. So that's today's best bet with Saratoga Joe. We're gonna oh, need to get. <laughs> we're gonna need to get some type of uh, theme music theme for that. Yeah. <laughs> You meaning like that music? Yeah, something like that. But we need a we need a <laughs> jingle on it too. So, best bet with Saratoga Joe or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. You know what? That's what we're gonna do for now on. It's called a post. It's post time with Saratoga Joe. <laughs> you know, you're leaving me so much uh, material that's golden that I can just make make this into a mix. This works out pretty oh, well. <laughs> Sort of like I threw in uh, Pat singing zippity doo dah right out of the Oh, blue. yeah, that, that that was awesome. I'm like, what the? I listened to one episode, it rolled right into it, and I'm like, what in the heck is going on? <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Appreciate I've been that. saving that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, jo- um, not Joseph. Um, well, you know what? Joseph, why not? Joseph, why don't you tell our uh, listeners where they can find the Mickey dudes on the various interwebs? You can find us on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. Are we the Mickey Dudes Pod, or just we're at the Mickey Dudes, and um, you can also find us at Instagram. We're also at the Mickey Dudes, right? Actually, for and, Instagram, uh, it's the at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. At the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Well, see, I don't run the account. I just follow the account since I don't want the password for the account. <laughs> it's the same one for everything. <laughs> you, listen, you, are, you can find us. On you're our boots stick. in the ground. You should be on there uh, posting as I'm much ones, as you can. I'm the one sending stuff to Pat the post usually, but uh, seriously. Yeah. Well, find us on Stitcher, Mickey News Podcast, uh, Instagram, Twitter, all those places, and also at our website where Pat never posts any more blogs. But, <laughs> but I don't blame him because I don't post any either. So. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Welcome back, man. Well, we're definitely going to get uh, Joseph the uh, password for the Instagram account, and we're going to get him to uh, start being our boots on the ground and posting stories there like our uh, awesome Mickey Dude rotating commentator Michael Fernandez does. So, ladies and gentlemen, with that, hope you um, eat good today, and zippity-doo-dah.
just listened to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you again real soon. Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Koch. For a change, I'm joined by my awesome podcasting co-host, Pachinetti. 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 Pat, it was only me. Pat? Pat, do you hear us? Joe, can you hear me? Joseph, can you hear me? Zippity doo da, zippity yay. My oh my, what a wonderful day. Plenty of sunshine headed my way. Zippity doo da, zippity yay. I went full. I went full Broadway for you, Dave. <laughs>